everyone. Welcome back to STEM Exploration Beyond the Surface. Today, we commence our journey with understanding the four disciplines whose application in our world is integral to its functioning. I'd like to start off with a sort of short story that I feel will kind of put STEM into perspective for you in the real world, like it did for me. So a couple of years ago, I went to get a piercing done at a shop that also sold gold jewelry. And as I sat on the chair, impatiently waiting for someone to tend to me, I watched the saleswoman do her job. I mean, of course, she was doing her job at her job. Anyway, she was holding a rather extravagant gold earring and was being questioned by the customer for its purity. And I was so surprised to see that the next thing she did was violently throw the earring onto the floor as though it would bounce right back to her. When the earring did hit the ground, it made a loud metallic clink sound. The saleswoman then picked up another smaller earring and repeated the same process. This time, the earring made a relatively dull sound. So that time in my science class, I was actually learning about the sonority of metals. But seeing the woman use the scientific property of the sonority of metals to indicate the purity in jewelry was baffling for me. Although this is a rather simple application of science, it goes to speak for how everything in our world stems from STEM. I personally didn't know what engineering was for the longest time, but being an Indian living in an Indian household, I heard about it everywhere. An engineer must apply mathematics, physical, earth, and life sciences to innovate, invent, design, and build to creatively and critically solve problems. Engineers make innovation available to the world as they find their practical uses for scientific explorations and discoveries. From the famous Stonehenge, the Parthenon in Greece, and the Pyramids of Giza, the Eiffel Tower, to today's Palm Islands in Dubai and the International Space Station, engineering has definitely come a long way. We've gone from physical structures to building maps to the human genome and creating humanoids and microcomputer chips. The field of engineering is divided into many specialties, including mechanical, electrical, civil, aerospace, nuclear, structural, biomedical, chemical, computer, industrial, and environmental engineering. We will definitely be exploring this further as we continue, and I do hope that someday that we can have an engineer here to help you understand this discipline further. Last time, we touched up on the lack of diversity that's prominent in the STEM universe whether it's in terms of women, minority groups, and even those with disabilities. So why is this an issue? Well, over the years, although we've made social progress in terms of overcoming stereotypes and gender roles, making opportunities accessible to everyone, among other missions for equality, in STEM and many other loci of interest, diversity continues to be intertwined with inequality. Innovation within STEM has made our lives what they are today. And these innovations come from the intelligence, creativity, and hard work of many individuals. Thus, what STEM is today is indisputably correspondent with those STEM scientists or STEMists or individuals, if that's what you like to call them. What we need to look at is the diversity within these individuals. There is more genius behind STEM than just the white man. Let's break this down. According to the Oxford Dictionary, diversity is, and I quote, the practice or quality of including or involving people from a range of different social and ethnic backgrounds and of different genders, sexual orientations, etc. 
Simply put, diversity is about difference. Over the course of history, these differences have set people apart and also set them behind as their opportunities are limited by prejudice and discrimination. Diversity demands inclusion and equality across the social spectrum, both of which I think we all can agree are basic human rights. The valid argument of nobody should be prevented from achieving their full potential and taking advantage of opportunities on the basis of the color of their skin, gender, sexual orientation, caste, etc., has been around for many revolutions and centuries, but it doesn't provide the logical definition or the logical justification or rationality that many discriminative people seek. So let's go back to the Renaissance, a time of scientific growth or even the different phases of the Industrial Revolution. We hear of different great names like Isaac Newton, Albert Einstein, Gregor John Mendel, Dmitry Mendeleev, James Watt, and the list goes on. In the spirit of what is called a fixed mindset, these individuals were traditionally presented to have sort of an inherent genius that was set in stone and that can't be changed. But today, we learn that with the growth mindset, their knowledge and brilliance is cultivated with effort, experience, and perseverance. To learn more about these concepts of the two mindsets, I definitely recommend a book called Mindset by Dr. Carol S. Dweck, a bestseller that changes the way you think to fulfill your potential. In opposition to the centuries-old theory of social Darwinism, a theory that you can learn about using the resource I've added in the description, it is clear that genetics is not what makes us brilliant. So who are we to question the potential of different social groups and minorities just because they appear different? That's what diversity is about. Diversity facilitates broader perspectives, prompts growth and development, and drives excellence. However, despite its benefits, the STEM disciplines still lack it, especially in the United States. Underrepresentation in STEM is preventing innovation, creativity, and discovery as more and more human potential goes to waste. With many communities feeling incapable or as misfits due to cultivated social beliefs and archetypes. Choosing a career path is hard enough, as students seek a discipline or field in which they feel like they belong or are accepted. But being a minority, a woman, or a person with a disability, there are even more social obstacles and uncertainties to overcome. In 2018, women made up less than a quarter of those working in STEM occupations in the US with the representation of women of color being even lower, with Hispanic, Asian, and African-American women each receiving less than 5% of STEM bachelor degrees. Another one of these obstacles for women is the ideology that the media has cultivated with the traditional gender roles, or for minority groups, the paradigms that we see. Given the scarcity of female and underrepresented minority professionals that pose as mentors, inspirations, and role models to potential STEM students, it's kind of clear where this absence of belonging comes from. Media portrayals are constantly evolving, and it really is great to see the progress that's been made. Nevertheless, the changing ideologies are yet to transform and translate into tangible statistics. So in today's world, it is increasingly important to combat and mitigate this disproportionately low representation of certain communities. Something that I hope to do in conversation with STEM professionals who will share their journeys and hopefully inspire you all along the way. On that note, 
I'd like to wrap up today with a statistic that might put the STEM diversity gap into context for you. According to the American Association of University Women, men in STEM earn on average around $15,000 higher than women, with Latina and Black women earning an average of around $33,000 less annually. Marissa Mayer, the former CEO of Yahoo, once iconically said, people ask me all the time, What's it like to be a woman at Google? I'm not a woman at Google, I'm a geek at Google. And being a geek is just great. I'm a geek, I like to code, I even like to use spreadsheets when I cook. If there's one thing to learn from this, it's that what we look like, who we love, where we come from, or anything other than who we are as people does not define our potential or capabilities in a field. Thank you all for listening in today. I hope you all learned something new. In the podcast description, you'll find resources that you can refer to if you'd like to explore further about what we talked about today, in addition to some details about the book I was talking about earlier, which I still definitely recommend reading. It is certainly worth the read, and trust me when I say you will realize unfathomable amounts of things about the way your brain works. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. For any inquiries, recommendations, or really anything at all, feel free to reach out to me on our Instagram handle, ingenious.thepage, which you can find the link to in the description, or you could reach out to me on our mail, which you will also find in the description. I hope to see you all next time, where I commence my newest series.